Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Mike with Rogue Media Network. As Texas opens back up, some of our shows have chosen to continue to record from remote locations. Some of our other shows have started recording in studio with very few people observing social distancing. Thanks for listening, and please be safe. Welcome to an original Outlaw podcast. My name is Autumn Outlaw. When planning a trip to Disney World, it isn't quite as carefree as it used to be, and honestly, it can be a lot of work. Crafting a perfect itinerary can be downright daunting. With four major theme parks and more than two dozen Disney-owned resorts, a ton of character experiences to be had, the options are almost limitless. But my guest today can help plan your perfect trip to the happiest place on Earth. She makes it a piece of cake. I can speak from experience. When I started planning my family's vacation to Disney uh, about six years ago, I knew that Tammy Nutt was the perfect person to help me with this. She's considered a Disney trip expert in my book. Welcome to the podcast, Tammy. We're glad to have you today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So first, let's find out a little bit more about you. Uh, Tell us about you and your family. Sure. So I'm Tammy Nutt, the only girl in the Nutt house. My husband and I have been married for 20 years. We have an 11-year-old son and two dogs, both beagles and both boys. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> and you grew up in Waco. I did. I'm a native Wacoan, born to a native Wacoan. My dad was born and raised here, and my mom's family moved here when she was a baby. I love this community, and really the only other places I've lived was in Brownwood, Texas um, during college, and then a year and a half um, stint in Washington, D.C., which was a lifetime ago. So you r- rushed back to Waco as soon as you could after being there? Absolutely. We got back here as fast as we could. Well, tell us a little bit about your work life. Sure. So right now I'm taking some time off to spend with my family and get our lives in a bit of order or at least attempt to do so. My career path is a bit of a winding path through higher ed academics and administration. But the one constant since 2012 is that I've been a Disney vacation planner. And a great one at that. (laughs) So we actually met, we worked together for a while at Baylor. So Mm -hmm. um, it was great to get to know you. And that's how I found out more about Disney and all the great things that you do to help people plan their vacations. So I want to find out about kind of where the love of Disney came from? What's your connection with Disney? So I grew up watching eight millimeter Disney movies from the library um, at home on our little video machine and listening to Disney read along books on vinyl. And uh, my nursery was even decorated with Bambi. So oh, wow. like, <laughs> how there, appropriate. <laughs> exactly. There, there wasn't really a time when Disney wasn't a part of my life. Um, but then when I was nine, my family took our first trip to Walt Disney World and we were absolutely hooked. 
I think we loved it so much because there was something that we all could do together and there was something that everybody really enjoyed for themselves. At that time, there were only two parks, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and only three resorts. Oh, wow. Now there's four parks and 26 resorts and a whole bunch of other things there. So it's been really exciting to watch it grow over the years. I can imagine. And so many options. And and you've been there many times. So you probably experienced all that. So how many times have you been to Disney? So to be honest, I've lost count of how many times I've been to Walt Disney World, but it's around, estimated around 75 times. Wow, that's incredible. I've also been to Disneyland three times out in California. I've been on three Disney cruises and one Adventures by Disney Vacation, which is their kind of like world traveling vacation, all inclusive. They plan it, you show up and have a fabulous time. The only Disney vacation I haven't done yet is Aulani, which is Disney's resort in Hawaii, and it is definitely on the list. Oh, wow. How fun. That's that's incredible. I've been to Disney World once, like I mentioned, back mm-hmm. in 2014. Back then, we had two kiddos, and so uh, we need to go again very soon. And I've been to Disneyland twice. I went with, uh, as a child, my, my mom and my aunt and cousins, we all went to drove to California <laughs> to go um, and, and did that. And I went for a conference uh, probably about 10 years ago by myself and still enjoyed the park. I mean, I was a 30-year-old woman by myself with some people I didn't know at a conference, and we, we had the best time. So it can be enjoyed at any level with anybody, but uh, certainly is more fun with family, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> It is. I've I've done it at conferences. I've done it with family. Um, my husband and I took a lot of trips with just us before we had our son. And um, we've had friends join us on trips before. Whole families join us. It's always a good time. Yeah. So you mentioned seventy five, about seventy five times. Do you know people who have gone as frequently as you, or do you? Is there like a competition between you and anybody of how many times you've been? We don't have any competitions, but there definitely is a. A group of people around the country that are Disney frequenters, and we're not even anywhere close to the top of really? that group. <laughs> um, we are amateurs by some of their standards. So, but we have some some different friends around in Waco, as well as some folks that we know in other areas that are are common common travelers to, to Disney sites. How fun! I love that. So, since you've gone so often, you probably know the best time to go, and that's just key. I think you know when we went in the middle of the summer, it was pretty busy. It was manageable. We we still had fun, but we had to wait in some lines. So what do you think is the best time to go to Disney World? So the best time to go to Disney World really depends on what you want to do when you're there. Gotcha. Uh, there's lots of different things, and those things have their own seasons. But generally, what people are looking for are fewer crowds and really good weather. Yes. Because July or August in Florida... It's hot, it's hot and humid. humid yes. <laughs> uh, so for that, I recommend either late October, early November. You're still going to get some heat at that time, but it's not quite as uh, oppressive as it is in the summertime. January and February are really good times hmm. to go. You can get some chilly weather, but it's not super crowded and it's really nice during the day. And then May is probably one of my favorite times to go. Okay, It's beautiful during the daytime. It's not real hot or real cold at night. It's just a really lovely time. And early in May, there's nobody there. Really? Good to know. So it's pretty low on the crowd factor. Nice. I've heard too, and throwing this out there, a good time to go is like the week after Thanksgiving because most people have been during the holiday when their kids are out and they're already getting ready for Christmas. And so it's not as busy and you get the Christmas experience kind of before the big crowds go again around the holiday. Yes, so that is absolutely true. And there's, I will tell you my favorite thing at 
Disney is Christmas time. Mm. It used to be a lot less crowded. In fact, before our son was in school, that was when we were going all the time. That was our favorite time to go was that week right after Thanksgiving because you do get all of the Christmas decorations. You get all the special experiences, but there were not that many crowds. Over the years, people figured it out. People figured it out. (laughs) And so now it's gotten to where that's still a pretty crowded time, but it's so much better than like the week of Christmas or New Year's and those that week in between Christmas and New Year's is their busiest week of the year wow it can be done we've done it we've Mm -hmm. done it multiple times but you just have to understand the expectations for what you're walking into gotcha yeah and that's probably extra snacks in the bag and Mm -hmm. ready to to deal with some meltdowns possibly but this still it's the happiest place on earth just a little busier yes (laughs) yes and so you talking through the best time to go um, a lot of it kind of depends on the age too I know it's it's hard when you have school-age kids to go maybe during the times it's not quite so busy. But what do you think is the best age to go visit Disney World? Any age is a good age for Disney. There's benefits to certain milestones. So before the kids are crawling, they're more portable and easier to corral. They're used to being in a stroller. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't want to get out as much. If they do want to get out, you can put them in a little, you know, back carrier or front carrier. Once they're mobile, it's a little challenging, but totally worth it because that's also when they recognize characters, mm-hmm. even if they're not talking yet. We took our son when he was one year old, a week after his one year old birthday, and he totally knew who Mickey Mouse was oh, because yeah. we had watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse mm-hmm. on TV. And so he went crazy when we when we met Mickey Mouse. And so it's fun. one of my favorite memories ever. So that's kind of from that before age three, kids are free at Disney. Oh, nice. So I've <laughs> booked yeah. a lot of clients, several three-year-old birthday trips mm-hmm. for people to go right before before their kids turn three to kind of get them in before having to actually pay for them, which is nice. Um, But it's all a good age. You're going to focus on different things depending on the age and the interest. But that's the great thing about Disney World is that there's so much to do and see and experience that you always find something of interest for any age. Well, as you mentioned, like it's not always always about the kids. I mean, (laughs) you think Disney, you think kids. But as a parent, like to see the joy in your kid's face, even if they don't remember, but to have the pictures and just Mm -hmm. all that, that's such a, a sweet memory that is worth it to take them when they're little and that it's so exciting and so new to them. So it's a lot of fun. I would also say my husband and I went to Disney more prior to having our son. And so I am a huge fan of adult Disney trips. And people don't necessarily think about that, yeah. but we went with some another couple friend of ours and some family members, and it was one of our best and most favorite trips that we still talk about to this day, and that was almost... 18 years ago. Fun. So it's definitely any age, any situation, they've got something for you. That's great. Um, the best length of time to go to Disney, I know that's one of those things like you don't want to overdo it, but you also don't want to underdo it. There's so much to see, but what do you think is that sweet spot for the length of trip? So for first time, I recommend at least six nights and five days in the park. I don't necessarily count the travel days on either end okay. because you're once you travel, you're tired. Mm. You can't really count on, you don't have control of your schedule necessarily. And so five full days available for the park is really a great option for first timers. But we can make any length of trip work. I've had some folks who are like, hey, I'm going to a conference mm-hmm. and I want my family to join me for, you know, two days afterwards because we can still, you know, I'll already be there and they can just come on and we'll have, you know, our Disney vacation at the end of my conference. 
And I'm like, great, let's talk about like, what are your goals and what are the main things that y'all enjoy? And let's just narrow that focus. Um, you're not going to see everything every time. Yeah, I've been over oh, no 75 <laughs> times and I still haven't seen everything every time. So any length of trip is a good trip. But for first timers, try to get a week in there. Great. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And then mention first timers. What's some first timer advice that you want to offer? Really just set those realistic expectations. Like, like I said, you're not going to see and get to do everything at Disney World in one trip. Mm-hmm. So I really try to help clients focus on what are your must do's. And I recommend like each family member look through the information. Let's talk about what you enjoy and let's get each of you a must do at the parks or for the trip. And that's what we're going to focus on. And everything else is bonus. Yeah. And just set those expectations up front so that you don't feel like you're always missing out. That's true. That way everybody has their individual experience they get to have as a collective group. You get to enjoy mm-hmm. it all together. Absolutely. So that's a, a smart way to look at that. One of the things that we struggled with when we went was trying to figure out the best way to do meal plans. When we went, my middle daughter was three and my son was, I guess, about seven. And they weren't big eaters. So we didn't know if a meal plan was really the best option. And then, you know, we can kind of live on snacks if we need to. We're not like some people want to sit down and have a meal every meal. And we were pretty like, you know, laid back about that. Um, but there's so many options on that. What do you think are the best way to approach meal plans at Disney? Sure. So they, Disney offers prepaid dining plans. And I really think that's most of the time the best way to go. It allows you to budget ahead of time Mm -hmm. because it's paid before you ever go. And it allows you to plan your trip and and have some flexibility while you're there. So you're basically paying for meal credits and you get all of those credits at the moment you check in. Okay. So you can use them however you want to. And the great thing about that is they are prepaid and they have different plans for different needs. So okay. they have a quick service one. So if you're really just wanting to be able to grab and go, maybe share some food or just eat quickly and move on and you're not interested in a lot of character meals or you're not a foodie person, that's the that's a great one. The next one, the one that I recommend for most families is just the Disney dining plan. And that gives you a sit down meal, a quick service meal, and a couple of snacks every night is how they do the credits. And it really allows you to kind of do the best of both worlds. So you can have some of those character experiences at meals. You can do some sit down things, but you also have that ability to just grab and go on the days that you want to kind of fill the day with with getting stuff done. And that's important to have because you never know how, especially with little kids, how they're going to manage the day. So if you Absolutely. have flexibility is going to be key to make yep. sure everybody is fed and they're not hangry. Hangry is not good in no. the happiest place on earth, I can imagine. No. So and, yeah, that's a good way to do that. And the, the great thing is that there are so many different dining options now. There's like over 300 dining locations oh at wow. the resorts and in the parks. And so there's something for everybody. The other couple of meal plans 
restaurants that they have. If you're a big dining person, like especially for my uh, adult clients that are taking an adult Disney mm-hmm. trip, if they're big on eating really nice and that's part of the vacation itself, mm-hmm. then there's a deluxe dining plan that gives you some great options to be able to eat at maybe some more of the signature dining okay. locations that may cost a little more or do some of the more special events. And they just released a Disney Dining Plan Plus, which is kind of a mix between that quick service and the regular dining plan. And so you can kind of pick and choose and use them as you need them. So that even provides more flexibility. That's great. They're so good at Disney. They have they think of all the things that people need when they're there. So that's so awesome to have that. I know uh, you've been so many times and you've already given us a great tips and advice. What's something that people may not know about Disney that maybe you know? I think when people think about Walt Disney World, the images that come to their mind is they think about the four main theme parks. Mm-hmm. There is way more to do at Walt Disney World than just the theme parks and a few rides. There's golf. There's two miniature golf locations that have two courses per location. That happens to be my son's favorite thing to do. There's two of the top 10 water parks in the United States that are at Disney World. Nice. I know that. Uh, There's special tours for all sorts of interests. So if you're really interested in animals or you're interested in science or you like to scuba dive, you can go scuba diving in the Epcot Aquarium. Oh, wow. If you are really interested in all of these different things, they have special tours for that. There's also special events that are outstanding. Most of those are held at Epcot. And so there's a food and wine festival in the fall, which is so much fun. There's a flower and garden festival that also has a lot of food to it. There's an arts festival. And then there's just the resort activities. We've had days where we just went and literally spent the whole day at the resort because they have pools and they have community centers and they have activities for the kids and the families and they have bicycles that you can rent or just all sorts of different things that you can do there. And I think that everybody just thinks, oh, you go and play in the park all the time, which you can do mm-hmm. and is so fun. But there's also a lot more to to Walt Disney World than just those parks. I remember going to the resort and we came back from the park, went to the resort and we were at the pool. And we're going to go get dressed and go back. And my son's like, no, I don't want to stay here. I'm like, but we need to go and, and enjoy the park. I'm like, really, we don't though. I mean, this is family time. We're enjoying what we're doing. So we stay a little bit longer because the yeah. pools there are so great and, and the atmosphere is fun. And we had a really nice time there too. So we stayed longer than we planned, but then we still went back and enjoyed the park until I think one in the morning is when we were there. We're not out, so it worked out well. But you're right, there is so much to do beyond the parks. And the parks are amazing, but it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I want to ask some of your um, top tips. What do you you think there are things people need to make sure that they, they know about the parks? So the first thing that I really say to focus on is what is your goal for the trip? And let's keep that in mind and in the forefront. Um, If it's to spend time with your family and have fun, don't get so caught up in the logistics and the checking off of the list Mm -hmm. that you lose sight of that goal. We have seen multiple families not having a magical day (laughs) because the kid wants to do something or they want an ice cream and the parents are like, we've got to go get this fast pass. And you want to be sure to just remember what you're doing there. And if your goal is to check off the list, okay, make sure everybody's on board with that goal. Um, The other thing I would recommend is when we would take my son, as I said, we took him, started taking him when he was one. He still goes now. We used a stroller, A, for a lot longer than probably most people would expect because there is just so much walking. Yes. We wanted him to use his energy 
and time and effort to enjoy the parks, not walking from the bus to the entrance. That's one thing that was like, that saved us. So my daughter was three and we were mm-hmm. there. We had the stroller and I had, had asked around to make sure mm-hmm. that we could bring it and we tagged it and we did all that to make sure we had it. And we had pockets on the stroller and yes. we had our, our things in there so it weren't weighed down with everything. We had a backpack, but it wasn't quite as heavy. Mm-hmm. But the stroller was... Oh, it was a lifesaver. It was great. <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of got sad when my son didn't use it anymore because I was like, but now I have to carry right. everything. But here's the thing. You are living in the land of a thousand strollers. Oh, yes. And They're so everywhere. They are everywhere. So A, I would recommend using a really good umbrella stroller. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a McLaren and it lasted the whole time we used it. It would fold up easily. It reclined. It was fabulous nice. because you're getting on and off buses mm-hmm. and you're holding kids and holding stuff and you don't want to be dealing with this great big clunky stroller put a sign on it with your name Mm -hmm. because 50,000 other people have the same stroller Mm -hmm. you do and you're all going to Disney World on the same day and then what we did is we bought some battery operated Christmas lights and we tied them to the handles of the stroller and at night when we would park it in the stroller parking we would turn the lights on so smart so stroller parking is a big deal Uh it's a it's a thing at Disney World Uh and the thing is they move your stroller so a lot of times your stroller is not where you left it true but if three or four shoulders deep and somebody's there from the front they'll scoot everything around to get to theirs right so that, yeah, right move them. and so we would turn on the lights on blinking so that we could find our stroller in the sea of a thousand strollers in the dark what a great tip so, <laughs> it is, it's, when it's dark in those areas it's hard to find is this mine or somebody else's and so if exactly. you can quickly identify your stroller grab and go it's less time you're wasting looking for right <laughs> your <Yeah. items. laughs> so that was that was a, d- a game changer for us and it's fun too oh, you yeah. stand out oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so i know we talked the other day a little bit about disney and you mentioned a kinder moon explain this to everyone please <laughs> okay so i i did not come up with this theory i didn't do this, but some clients have over the years contacted me for this. So a Kinder Moon is a fun Disney trip for kids prior to starting kindergarten. And we all know once you start school, it's harder to take off Mm -hmm. and to go during the off season. And so I have clients that'll take their little ones before that becomes an issue, like the spring before they start kindergarten. And so that they can go and enjoy it in that downtime. The kids, you know, it's all about the kids at that point. And um, so kind of like a honeymoon mm-hmm. it's a kinder moon. that's so fun i love that <laughs> my daughter um jetta she's four and so i'm seriously considering this for her we want to go sooner but well if not for sure to the kinder moon so she can go she's so fun she loves everything's exciting and just the best thing ever so i can't wait to take her there that's a, a good thing to look forward to so what's the most fun or unique trip that you've planned for someone So probably the most fun was I had a returning client who called me um, probably the week before spring break a few years ago. And I had planned a trip for them a couple years before. And they were like, hey, we want to go to Disney for spring break. And I was like, okay. And they're like, plan it as if you were planning it for your family. Whatever you choose, we trust you. We'll love it. Just here's our card. Wow. And I was like, (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Um, Now it helped because I knew them. Mm -hmm. And so I knew what they enjoyed. And I was like, they told me their budget. Great. Here's, you know, I'll get it all done and send it to you. And they just went off and had a great time and took the itinerary that I gave them and went to all the great places to eat and enjoyed themselves very much. But that was just a lot of fun because I knew, A, that's just fun to be able to do. Oh, yeah. But then B, 
they didn't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it was great to be able to give them that gift that they could just say, hey, we want to go do this, but we don't have time to plan this if you could just do it for us. And so really just to be able to do that was, it was very special. Well, it shows that you, I mean, you know, Disney and people trust you. And like, for me, like the whole thought of planning a a Disney trip again, gives me a little bit of anxiety. Like I'm pretty go with the flow kind of girl, but I'm like, oh, we land and we get there. We have to go this park and do that. And then make sure we have the right color, you know, bands and all, you know, all the things that go into it. So to to tell someone, please make my trip great. Here you go. And just hand it over back over to me and tell me where to be, what time that, that would be very comforting Um, just to go and enjoy the trip. So that shows that you, you know what you're talking about and they trust you. And it's such a neat thing that they, they did that. It's really, it's such an honor to be able to work with my clients. And I have some clients who, who do that, who are like here, just plan it all and do all the things. And then I have some clients who are like, Hey, I just need you to book it for me. Mm -hmm. And then, and I'm good to go. I'll take care of it all myself. Great. Like we can do either of those extremes or anything in between. It's their trip. So whatever they want to, to do, that's what we can do. That's great. And so you've been a lot. The last time you went was just a few months ago. Tell me about that trip when yeah. you went last. So the last couple of years we've spent Christmas at Disney. It's just so much fun. It's just so special to be able to be there with family and be able to go like into the park on, on Christmas Day. But my favorite thing is that at Epcot, they have what they call the candlelight processional, hmm. which is a, a performance of a full orchestra and a full on choir. And then a celebrity narrator narrates the Christmas story oh, wow. interspersed with songs. And it is just it gives me chills every time. Mm. And so for me, that is that was our Christmas Eve service this year. And it was just such a such a special time with with the family. So yeah, so we did that. The one of the best things from this last trip, though, the most memorable was they just opened um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Mm -hmm. at Hollywood Studios, which is kind of what people call Star Wars land. Uh And they had just opened Rise of the Resistance, which is an amazing ride. It is the most amazing ride I've ever been on oh wow and so me and my husband and my son did that and we ended up doing like a whole Star Wars day oh, cool. and it was so fun that sounds really awesome yeah. and you're going back pretty soon when's your next trip on Monday <laughs> so yeah we're going back for spring break I'm just gonna go and have a great time good that's so fun so if you'll tell everyone how they can contact you to help plan their trip I mean I'm ready to start planning now hopefully I can talk my husband into going this summer instead of next summer but um, <laughs> tell us how they can reach out to you and find out more about planning a trip sure so you can email me at tammy which is t-a-m-i at jet set travel planners.com no it's a lot jet set travel planners.com um, you can also find me on facebook at tammy vacation planner great thank you so much for coming on today gosh disney's such a great place and it's so fun to even talk about i can't wait to come back again but thanks for giving us all your tips on how to plan a great trip and how to enjoy disney world oh well it's my pleasure it's my, one of my favorite topics to talk about so i'm happy to do it anytime yeah, well thank you very much want to make sure that you check out rogue media networks for other great podcasts you can find out more at originaloutlaw.com or you can find me on Facebook at Original Outlaw. And I'll have links to Tammy's information on there too. So be sure that you go and find that. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.